When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DMV Download, the new daily podcast from WTOP News is out now. Hosts Megan Clorty and Luke Garrett get the story behind the story. Every weekday afternoon, Megan and I will go beyond the headlines with WTOP reporters and sources to bring you more on the biggest local stories impacting you, our fellow Washingtonians. The DMV Download podcast is available now on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. The DMV Download podcast is presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Tony nominee Susan Egan joins an all-star lineup of Disney princesses at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. tomorrow night and twice on Saturday. I spoke to Egan about originating the role of Broadway's Belle in Beauty and the Beast and voicing the big screen role of Meg in Disney's Hercules. Susan Egan from Disney Princess the Concert. And uh, it's going to be at the Kennedy Center Concert Hall with the NSO, National Symphony Orchestra, uh, this Friday, May 6th, and then two shows on Saturday, May 7th at 2 p.m. and 7.30 p.m. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me, Jason. Okay, so this is a really big deal for any fans or parents or kids or just, yeah, or just regular Disney fans <laughs> um, that, that know and love all of these Disney songs from these Disney princesses. So you will be one of what? four, I guess, Broadway. That's right. Yeah, I think that's what's so exciting. Do you know, it's crazy, but Disney has never had a concert with all the princesses on stage at one time. So we are four Broadway stars. Each of us has played a princess on Broadway. I was Broadway's original Belle. We've got Broadway's original Anastasia and original Jasmine and Nala from The Lion King. Uh, And we are all going to be on stage together singing music from all 12 Disney princesses and the two frozen queens and uh, and some songs other than that as well. And hopefully getting that audience to sing along with us. Now explain, um, obviously you were Belle on Broadway, but explain, and Tony nominated by the way, but um, remind our listeners, uh, you listed the princesses, but list the actual, um, you know, actresses, performers that are gonna be, yes, and which course. one they're gonna be performing. These are my dear friends. So uh, Christy Altamar was Broadway's original Anastasia, and she's singing a lot of the princesses that you'll you know love from Aurora and Cinderella to Anastasia herself, um, which is kind of a fun thing to do because Anastasia is not an official Disney princess, but we get to sing her music. Right. That was uh, that, Don, that was like a Don Bluth movie, right? It oh, Anastasia was a. Fox, um, and then of course Disney purchased Fox. Acquired so it. It's now on Disney, Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, and then Courtney Reed, who is uh, Broadway's original Jasmine, she's singing, of course, Jasmine and Mulan and Moana and Pocahontas. And what's very cool is that she actually has 
a three-day leave of absence because she is currently starring as Satine in the national tour of Moulin Rouge, which is the show. Um, but she's sneaking out for three days so she can come sing with us. Wow, which is come awesome. what may. Let's go. Yes. And my dear, dear friend, Cindy Winters was Broadway's Nala. She's also um, known as playing all three female leads of Hamilton on Broadway. She is exquisite and brilliant and can remember all those crazy Lin-Manuel Miranda lyrics. Um, and she also sings Princess Anna and uh, she gets to sing her song from The Lion King and she sings Merida and, oh, I'm missing one. But we hit them all. Yeah, <laughs> of course. And is that all four? Did you go through all four? I can't remember. Yep, that's all yeah, four. Okay, you Plus myself. And yeah, so I was Belle on Broadway, but I also uh, voiced the character of Meg in Disney's animated feature, Hercules. And so while Meg isn't a princess, we do get to sing her song, which is a lot of fun. And we have some other little surprises in there for you. And I think what's so cool is that each of us is accustomed to being the only girl in the play, right? Belle's the only girl, you know, Ariel's the only girl. Um, Nala's the only girl. And, and so it's really exciting for us to get to sing with three other Broadway women and show our diversity, to show our support of one another, to champion um, young girls and boys who uh, have dreams. We get to talk about making our own dreams come true and compare it to the stories of the princesses themselves. And I think what's most fun is not only just singing in four-part harmony, which is a total blast because we blow the roof off, but getting to share the behind the stage, you know, behind the scenes stories of our time on Broadway, when maybe mm, the beast accidentally pulled my wig off or maybe the uh, whoops magic carpet didn't fly. Um, so we've got some, some funny stories about, you know, live theater. So it'll be performances and then in between there'll be like little uh, comedic or behind the scenes interludes of stories. Yeah, of, of yeah. we talk about the princess characters. We talk about um, our experience as them. And then of course, what's really thrilling about this is we've just come off a 60 city tour, national tour. Uh, but because of COVID, we, we sang with a live piano and then sang with tracks because during Omicron, we couldn't travel with musicians and whatnot. So um, this is thrilling because those tracks um, are the, the original scores and new arrangements of, um, of these orchestrations of these songs. And instead of having tracks, we of course have the most incredible symphony orchestra, the National Symphony playing live with conductor Steven Reinecke, who is an icon. Um, oh, we I, know him well here in DC. Yeah. I've had the pleasure of working with him um, in all kinds of places, including Carnegie Hall. Uh, and so it's gonna be fun to do the show with him. And we have the animation happening on a huge screen behind the orchestra. So you get to see us, but you get to see the animation as well and hear the stories from, from us and Steven. And then of course, the star of the show is the National Symphony Orchestra with these lush orchestrations, which if you've never heard them live, Boy, it's it's pretty thrilling. Yeah, talk go into that a little more. Um, you know, talk about how epic that and you know powerful that is. Playing, you know, I don't know, a whole new world or part of your world or let it go like these these swelling instruments. Oh, it, it's incredible. I've always been, I've always considered myself very fortunate. Working on Broadway 
a big, big Broadway orchestra might be 20 musicians. Here, we're gonna have over 70. Um, I've been a part of a lot of Disney uh, projects over the years, including animated features, where I've got to be in the scoring session, where you're hearing 70 pieces play these lush orchestrations. And I've always felt like, even though the movies are great and you hear all those instruments, you don't feel it. When, when you are sitting live in the room with all those musicians playing, like it literally goes through your body to see all those violins, to see the woodwinds, to see the brass. Um, and these, the sounds that they're creating are the iconic orchestrations that you know, that are so much a part of our pop culture, but to see them being recreated in front of you with these musicians, there's nothing like it. And so, We've waited a long time. You know, we were supposed to do this almost three years ago. Um, and of course we all know what happened, but boy, it's been worth the wait. And the fact that we get to premiere this, our world premiere with orchestra is at the Kennedy Center is truly dreams come true. We've got a 90 city tour. We've played 60 of those. We're gonna play another 30 of those in the fall, but those are just with a piano and tracks. This is our world premiere with a live orchestra. Hopefully we'll be able to do that later, you know, as well in a, in a you know, we're booking more, but, but to premiere a world premiere with our Disney princess, the symphony concert um, with the national symphony at the Kennedy center. I mean, let's just start at the top, shall we? Yeah, exactly. It's going to be hard to top after that. <laughs> Stay tuned for the rest of our conversation, but first a message from a fellow WTOP podcast. DMV Download, the new daily podcast from WTOP News is out now. Hosts Megan Clorty and Luke Garrett get the story behind the story. Every weekday afternoon, Megan and I will go beyond the headlines with WTOP reporters and sources to bring you more on the biggest local stories impacting you, our fellow Washingtonians. The DMV Download podcast is available now on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe today so you don't miss an episode. The DMV Download podcast is presented by Steamfitters Local 602. Welcome back to Beyond the Fame as we continue our conversation with Disney princess Susan Egan. Very cool. Well, you've you've spoke a lot about the, the Kennedy Center NSO show, but um, real real quick, just before you run, memories of of the actually playing Belle on Broadway. You know, that must have been um, that's pretty, the movie was so, so massive and, you know, Oscar nominated, all that stuff. But yes. um, Oscar winning for the songs, but uh, the actual movie itself was like a rare Best Picture nominee. It was a it huge. It was. Deal. It was. Um, there wasn't even a category for animated feature yet. In fact, I think Beauty and the Beast is the reason why they they felt the need to have its own um, category for later years. But yes, it was up for Best Picture. And just two years later, we opened on Broadway, and it was Disney's first Broadway musical. So. In hindsight, it seems like, of course, Disney's producing Broadway shows, but at the time that was very radical and not entirely welcome. And we had no idea if we would run a million years or close in a day. Like it was just, we were on a crazy adventure, just like Belle. Um, it was thrilling to play a character that was already so beloved and to be able to show an audience more about that character. The movie's 90 minutes, but our play is two and a half hours. We had new material, new songs, um, new mythology. And it was exciting that audiences were so embracing of it, um, that they would go along that ride with us. And uh, I mean, listen, it was, it was a dream come true. It was my Broadway debut. It was Alan Menken's Broadway debut. It was Disney's Broadway debut. Um, I was in really, really good company and had a lot of amazing mentors. 
Yeah, I mean, if you were gonna do pick one, pick one Disney movie to you know to try to make a Broadway musical. I mean, Beauty and the Beast was the perfect one because you know right from the you know, even the movie itself always it always felt to me the most like a musical. You know, you're singing going bonjour like from right from the beginning. It's it's hundred uh, percent perfect right. for it. Do you know that 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 was even the review of the movie? They talked about the greatest Broadway show this year was this animated feature, and they really um, talked about that opening number, how it's a perfect opening number for a Broadway show. Only, of course, it wasn't a Broadway show until it was. Exactly. Um, and that is thanks to Alan Menken and Linda Wolverton and Howard Ashman, um, and uh, they were just geniuses. And you got to originate it on Broadway. Very cool. Um, I guess final question. Uh, we got to get memories of of you voicing a character in Hercules. I mean, <laughs> what was it like being Meg? And uh, like, how, how does that uh, work? I guess you're just going in, in like a little a booth. Yes. Yeah, so I was in a booth, um, mostly by myself. But I did get to work with Tate Donovan, who was Hercules sometimes, and James Woods, who was Hades, because um, most of my scenes were with the two of them. Uh, it was really inspiring. I feel like the voice cast gets a little too much credit because the true stars are those animators who are working day in, day out for three years on these movies. And mine was a guy named Ken Duncan and he was there at my sessions and they would film me. And it, then it was just such a trip to see my mannerisms on a drawn character, um, but I loved it. And Meg was so ahead of her time. She was very, you know, hashtag me too situation and tough and strong and, you know, could tie her own sandals and everything. And, um, and I just loved how independent she was and spicy, uh, very, you know, very different than a lot of the, the girls that they were writing in the early nineties. Uh, so that was a, a total thrill. Um, yeah. And so it's fun to get to sing her song. Definitely. In this show. Well, yeah. It's like all the, it's literally all the hits. I think there's more than like 30 songs that are going to be in this show, right? There it's are. Like and you know, I wanted to say, Jason, that our demographic has really been um, tremendous. Yes, we've got families and families are welcome, but the show is written on two levels, like, like a great Pixar movie where the kids are laughing at one thing and adults are laughing at an entirely different thing. We've also become date night. We've had more marriage proposals at our concerts. Um, we're a big hit with all those cosplayers you know, who love animation and love these characters. And we really encourage people dress up as your favorite character, even if it's not a princess, you can come in as a villain, you can come as a sidekick, um, make sure you sing along with us. We're, uh, we love our LGBTQ plus friends coming out, um, also dressed up and singing along. And we love the theater kids who come out as well. Uh, it's really fun to look out into the audience and to see a grown man, you know, dressed up as Elsa with a sign that says, let it bro. And a little girl <laughs> next to him dressed up as Princess Anna. Like, that's my favorite site. I love it. Well, everyone, come on out. Again, it's good. NSO Pops. Uh, the Disney Princess is the concert. It'll be for this Friday, May 6th, and then two shows sat on Saturday, May 7th. So head over to Kennedy Center's website for all the ticket information. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, Jason, such a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.